Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. and welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. I have some very exciting and inspirational guests today, as always, because every guest is so exciting and fantastic. And today is no exception whatsoever. We have with us today, Jason and Colleen Wachub, the power duo behind Mind Body Green. And if you guys don't know about Mind Body Green, even though I'm absolutely sure that most of you do, they are one of the leading media brands that focuses on wellness. And they started as a website, which you will hear all about from Jason, almost like a blog type of website that Jason created in 2009, which is incredible to think. That's the year that I was graduating high school. And now it's 2017. Mind Body Green has come a long way. His wife, Colleen, joined the Mind Body Green tribe full-time in 2013. And that's when they really started going ahead with making this a profitable business. And they have grown so much since then. They are still their website platform where they put out so many stories every single day. They have 10 million unique viewers per month. Uh, They also have classes on Mind Body Green, everything from meditation to yoga to all different kinds of fitness, learning to balance your hormones, all that good stuff, um, times like 75 classes. Some people who have been on this podcast, like Catherine Budig, have their own section on Mind Body Green where they lead classes. And not to mention Mind Body Green also hosts something called Revitalize every year, which is their invite only retreat full of speakers and panels and health food and fitness classes nestled into a beautiful oasis in Arizona. And I wasn't able to go last year because it was at the exact same time as my Ayurvedic Panchakarma treatment, but I will be going this year and I'm really excited to just spend more time with their team. Everyone at Mind Body Green is so amazing, which is such a testament to Jason and Colleen and the way that they run their business and the way that they've grown their company and maintained the culture and I can safely say that a lot of the people who work at Mind Body Green are my dear friends, whether it started that way, like with Jessica Meltzer, who's amazing, who's my friend here from LA, moved to New York, works for them, or some of the others who I've met through Mind Body Green and have become friends with. So Jason and Colleen have such an incredible story. They're also new parents and they... Um, have a lot going on. They share tips on balancing having a business with having a four-month-old. And Jason is an author of the book Wealth, which we talk about extensively in this interview, Wealth as in W-E-L-L-T-H. So all about wellness. And basically, I just can't wait for you guys to soak in all of their wisdom and advice on growing a massive and inspiring wellness hub on the internet. And before we dive into the interview with Jason and Colleen, I wanted to thank today's sponsors for the podcast, Primal Kitchen. 
If you don't know about Primal Kitchen yet, you absolutely should, because I'm assuming if you're listening to the podcast, then you are into fueling yourself with healthy non-GMO products. And I personally choose to follow more of a paleo, ketogenic type of lifestyle, even though I don't use labels. I just find that that is the best way to explain that my food that I put into my body has to hit certain staples so that I feel my best. And all of Primal Kitchen's products absolutely make me feel that way. They hit all of my staples. They're really minimal ingredients. The company was founded by Mark Sisson, who you have probably heard of or read some of his books, like the Primal Blueprint, the Primal Blueprint Cookbook, or maybe his blog, Mark's Daily Apple, which was one of the first blogs I ever started reading and um, has always been touted in the paleo world as such a go-to source for information. So when he founded Primal Kitchen, I knew that it was a company I could trust. And then I fell in love with their products. So they have tons of different products that I'm really excited to tell you guys about over the course of time. But today I'm going to talk about their dressings because they have these incredible dressings that can be used on salad with meat, You can really put them on anything. You can put them on vegetables. And the best part about them is that they are completely nutrient dense. So they're not like other dressings that you would find at the grocery store that would be all about trying to cut calories and adding sugar. And you know that so many brands out there do that. So Primal Kitchen is the opposite. They are full of nutrients and calorie for calorie, they offer so much more essential nutrition than cheaper mass marketed alternatives. So even stuff that you would find in healthy grocery stores is often packed with preservatives, sugar, all the kind of stuff that we don't want to be putting in our bodies. So the entire collection for the Primal Kitchen dressings is extremely satiating and delicious, but also packs beneficial fats and nutritional ingredients like avocado oil, oil of oregano, apple cider vinegar. They're always free of dairy, gluten, grain, refined sugar, and soy. Every single one of the dressings is 100% pure avocado oil as the base. And you know that I'm all about those healthy fats with my ketogenic fueled lifestyle that makes me feel amazing. Of course, I am not always fully keto, but when I can get those healthy fats in, um, especially from a source that I trust, then I absolutely do it. My favorite right now is the Green Goddess. It's a creamy, zesty, classic blend of organic herbs and spices. And I also love the ranch because I haven't had ranch dressing, well, until I had Primal Kitchen ranch dressing, since I was probably like 13 because I have been health conscious for a while and I've had to avoid a lot of foods because of my stomach problems. So when I was able to have this Primal Kitchen Ranch that is full of B12 rich nutritional yeast, super delicious, creamy ranch flavor and lots of healthy fats, of course, because of the avocado oil base. I was so excited and I've been putting this on all sorts of dishes that I make. Um, I have it on the side of my ground turkey and egg whites that I'm always posting on Instagram that you guys are always asking the recipe for, which is really truly just ground turkey, egg whites, nutritional yeast, and usually either Primal Kitchen Ranch or Primal Kitchen Green Goddess Dressing. And one last thing you should know about avocado oil is that it is one of the healthiest and most versatile oils on the planet. It has a nutritional profile that's similar to olive oil, but with better taste, at least a lot of us think, and greater cooking adaptability because it's made up of nearly 70% oleic acid, which is the monounsaturated omega-9 fatty acid that launched olive oil to its superstar status. And the heart healthy fats in avocado oil help boost the absorption of other nutrients. So if you have absorption problems like I do and like probably a lot of people listening, then you should really look into avocado oil. And where you can find Primal Kitchen's products is on primalkitchen.com. And you can also find them in a lot of healthy grocery stores and basically check them out. You're probably drooling by now. I know I am. 
And also they were kind enough to provide a code, Balanced Blonde, that is capital, all capitals, B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-B-L-O-N-D-E at checkout for 10% off of any Primal Kitchen products. Be sure to use that code. And without further ado, let's dive into this episode with Jason and Colleen of Mind Body Green. All right, so I am here on the Soul on Fire podcast with Jason and Colleen Walkup, the founders of Mind Body Green, an amazing media brand wellness website with 10 million monthly unique visitors. I'm sure almost everybody listening has at least stumbled upon a Mind Body Green article, if not completely subscribed to the website and viewing it all the time because so many different people, leaders in the wellness world contribute to Mind Body Green. And it has been such a fun experience and really such an honor to contribute to Mind Body Green with you guys for the last couple of years and develop a relationship and visit the office every time I come to New York. It's one of my staples and I feel like I've gotten to know so many people on your team so well because everybody's just so friendly and totally immersed in the wellness community, which I love. So before we dive into the questions, why don't you guys just introduce yourselves and let our listeners know a little bit about what you do. I do everything. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> uh, I can't code though, and I can't really do Photoshop well, but I, uh, even though I have a very strong opinion on creative, so I, I, I do everything in my buddy green. <laughs> um, and my name is Colleen Wachab. I am most importantly, um, a new mom to our first daughter, Ellie, who's Four months old today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love huge it. Huge milestone, huge. And um, I have my hand in a lot of pots too at Mind Body Green, anything from working with our brand partners, growing our, our community, um, our events, really whatever needs to get done. Yeah. Well, you guys certainly do do a lot at Mind Body Green. And I always notice that when I'm in the office, you guys are so present, which I think is really impressive because you don't always see that with the founder and CEO and chief branding officer. You guys are there walking around the office, hanging out. And I love that. I think it makes for such really just like a down to earth welcoming vibe, which is always really nice. Thank you. We're trying. Yes. We're trying. <laughs> yes. Well, that's one of my first questions for you guys because as Mind Body Green continues to grow, and how many people do you have working for you now? 40 ish. 40 ish, I want to say. Yeah. That's kind of, that makes sense. Um, so as it continues to grow, how have you maintained the company culture and kept everything really as? down to earth as it was when it began? It's been hard. <laughs> it's still a work in progress. I think, you know, not unique to, to, to wellness, or I think this is something that happens to a lot of startups. Your, your culture evolves and changes. Uh, you may have some founding and guiding principles along the way, but, you know, the, our culture was different when we were just six of us sitting in a 400 square foot box working together where you, there weren't really meetings and you could just <laughs> look at a person and ask a question or you knew what they were thinking. That's you know very different today when you have 40 people and, you know, people who are great early on may not be great later on. And as the company evolves and you evolve and, and we've had, We've had growing pains like a lot of companies have. Um, what we have found is there are certain types of, and we think culture more about like how we how we act on a daily basis rather than perks we have. And I classify a perk as like you know free yoga or you know free coconut water or what whatever that may be. We look at culture as you know how we act every day. And we, we look at the types of people that 
really thrive and succeed at Mind Buddy Green. And it took a while to get there. But people who are first and foremost are passionate about wellness. You know, we think if you're really passionate about wellness, this is a, a great place to work, uh, to work for a mission driven company that has a greater purpose than than just any other business looking to grow revenue. So start, first of all, passion to work ethic, just because we're a wellness company doesn't mean we hang out and meditate and do yoga all day. <laughs> Everyone works really hard. Uh, you, you know, we're always we, we always wish you like like a lot of startups. Uh, there's always a need for more people or resources, and so you, to, to, to to thrive and succeed, you know, you have to work hard. I think work ethic is just one of those things in life. Life life is pretty simple to some degree. I think work ethic can take you a long way. So one, uh, passion to work ethic. Uh, three, ownership. Uh, do you take ownership? Are you accountable? That's crucial. And then four, are you a team player? Do you play well with others? And that's super important. So I, I think as we're talking about our culture, uh, people who have those four qualities really succeed at Mind Buddy Green and, and enjoy working there. And that's really important for us. Would, would you add anything, Colleen? Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'd add is that people who are attracted to the purpose of Mind Body Green are the folks that are going to thrive yeah. um, working with us the most. Um, you know, it's still a job. You're still working hard, even if we're talking about green juice, smoothies, and yoga. So you really have to be passionate about the bigger mission and wanting to join us on that journey. Yeah. And I, and, and, to, to Colleen's point, like I meditate daily and I use meditate, but I don't meditate for three hours every day. Mm -hmm. You know, I meditate once for 20 minutes every day. If I'm lucky, maybe I get in twice. And so just, just really finding people who, who really are attracted to the greater purpose of Mind, Body, Green. And, and that's, I think that that's what our culture is really built upon. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's something I've noticed every time I'm in the office is that even though the things that you guys do are fun and the topics that you write about and interview about are so fun, everybody's always working really hard. Like everyone has time to come say hi and give some hugs and chat. And then every single person is like, okay, I have to get back to work. I have a lot of stuff to do. Oh, you can't. There's a great line. I think it was from Jim Carrey, something along the lines of like you know, talking about visualization. You know, visualization. He said works if you, if you do the work. It doesn't work. You can't just go visualize something and then go eat a ham sandwich. Exactly. Yeah, like we can't just you know if we're really trying to you know make the world a better place and and do that through through media. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that makes a lot of sense. And I was um, very impressed last time I was there that there was someone, I don't know what her title is, Jenna, who specifically it was greeting people who were coming in for meetings and kind of setting them up with where they were supposed to be. So she greeted me. And I thought that that was awesome that you have somebody doing that because it's probably become pretty necessary with 40 people in the office. And then when you have people coming in for meetings and events, you kind of need somebody to greet them and show them where to go. We're really, really happy that you appreciated that because Jenna is a new hire. <laughs> and she's wonderful. And oh, she's I wonderful. loved her. I thought she was so friendly and awesome. And, you know, one of the reasons why we decided to make that hire was our community and people like yourself come to our office every day. We have multiple, we have numerous people coming in, uh, people who are part of our community, whether it's contributors, class instructors, brand partners, like they're always coming through our office and community being one of our values. Uh, how is that reflected? You know, once again, like culture, it's like one thing to, you know, write things down in a deck. It's another thing, like, what does this look like every day? And so we said, okay, you know, if we're making this hire, Jenna's office manager, one of the things that's really important is community being one of our, something we really value is how do we make every person who walks in that door feel like they're part of the MBG family and feel that valued and just like a little thing of like greeting you and getting you a drink and putting your name on the board. Like, it's awesome. It's cool. Like I've, I've been mm -hmm. to places, I remember, you know, when I was a recruited athlete 20 years ago, uh, actually it was longer than that, 24 <laughs> I was high school, so 24 years 
that stuff goes a long way and it's just really important. And we want, we really are a family. We really are a community. And it's just really important to us that, you know, you've, you, the, the, what, what we just heard from you is music to our ears. And so it's just really important to us as a company that to express that and make, make every person feel valued because they are. Yeah. Well, it definitely comes across. So you guys are doing an amazing job. And something I'm really interested in before we really dive into all the awesome stuff you guys are doing now and everything you're working on is how Mind Body Green came to be. Because I know you both came from different industries before you dove into this world of wellness, this amazing, awesome, fun world of wellness. So how did the idea for Mind Body Green come into your head? And then how did you execute it? Sure. So my background, so I'm 42. Uh, I played basketball in college and keep in mind, I graduated in 1998. There were no startups back then. And people usually did a couple of things. If I went to Columbia and people either went to Wall Street, they became lawyers or they went to law school, excuse me, or went to med school back then. And I chose Wall Street because I had no money and I had a lot of school debt. And that's where you just went <laughs> if, you, if you wanted to pay off your debt and make money. And back then that was, that was my number one priority. So I went to wall street. I was a trader, was able to pay off very fortunate. A lot of my school debt, uh, within a couple of years and, and, and do, do okay. And we came to the realization after nine 11, I was only a couple blocks away after that happened that there was, there was more to life and, and money really couldn't buy happiness. And, and, and that led me to, to shortly leave wall street leave a couple of years later and became an entrepreneur. And fast forward five or six years after around 2007, eight, I was running, I was running a startup um, that wasn't doing well. And I flew. So the, the stress of running a startup that wasn't doing well and then flying a lot. I flew 150,000 miles domestic that year. I'm six foot seven, a lot of coach seats. Imagine what that looks like. Old basketball injury that I had combined with stress and flying led to two extruded discs in my lower back, L4, L5, S1, pressing on my sciatic nerve. So I had excruciating back pain. I have, my right leg was like a lightning rod. I could not walk. I went to a doctor. He said, you need surgery. Uh, nothing against surgery, but the success rates in back surgery aren't that good. And, and I generally see it as a last resort. So I sought a second opinion. That doctor said the same thing. He said, you know, I think you need surgery. <laughs> and so it was I, I'm like about to like walk out the door. And almost like an afterthought, the doctor said, maybe yoga or therapy could help. And I said to myself, okay, you know, I'll give this a shot. So I started to practice really light yoga, started to feel better, started to make other changes in my life, started to look at things like stress, sleep, nutrition. Uh, I've always been pretty healthy, but like my idea of nutrition back then was steak and probably like three martinis. I ate so much steak in one year. My face is on the wall of the Palm Steakhouse in Manhattan. <laughs> oh my God. Next to Adam Sandler and Joe Namath. And and I still eat meat, but not as much. And I try to make sure it's grass fed. But at any rate, like started to change my diet, started to look at the environment and started to make all these changes. And over the course of a couple months, I completely healed. I never got back surgery and, and I'm fine. And, and yoga played, played a large role in my healing. And it was through that experience. I said, holy cow, everyone's got wellness wrong. All the print magazines are about vanity and weight loss. And it was very clear to me that wellness was more nuanced. It was a little more holistic. It was this blend, blend of East and West. It was this blend of mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and environmental well-being. Uh, my body green. And it's all connected. One word. <laughs> and that was it. And thought there was a, a really big opportunity to change a lot of people's lives and, and, and not just preach the choir of people who live in the west side of LA or Brooklyn or Boulder, that, that this lifestyle was the future. And the mission was to build a bigger church and really transform people's lives. And uh, started with the first blog post in September of 09. And Colleen was, was working somewhere else at the time. She would write nights and weekends and chip in and contribute and supported me financially for, for a long time. It took a, it took a while. And then Tim and Carver, our other co-founders, worked nights and weekends. And uh, it took a while, but that, that's, how it, that's how it all started. 
Wow. So when you started it, did you envision it turning into what it is today or has it evolved into something totally different than how you saw it? I think the the lar- at the highest level, the, the vision has always stayed intact, but certain things have evolved and they will always evolve. And I think brands evolve. They're like people you know, they're, they're babies, they grow up to toddlers and then and they're teenagers and adults and so on. But like, it's the same person, but they evolve. And that's how I look at us as a brand. And, and even though we're the same person, we will continue to evolve. Like there was always a large vision, but uh, what that looked like has evolved and will continue to evolve. Yeah, that makes sense. I love that. I love when really when people talk about how their brand has evolved, because even as a blogger, things have evolved so much. And if I didn't allow myself to evolve, my blog would be something very different than it is now and focused on very different things. So that's really cool to hear. And Colleen, when did you know that it was time to get involved with Mind Body Green other than just nights and weekends? Yeah. So from 2009 to 2013, I was working in retail. Um, I worked for a lot of large companies like Gap and Walmart. And at the time, I really struggled with... Don't forget Amazon. Oh, Amazon. Yes. Another large company. Um, <laughs> the and hugest. I, the hugest. And I and I really struggled with that kind of dichotomy in my life of I'm I'm working in retail and there's this thing, you know, a quote unquote side hustle that I'm so passionate about and felt like I wasn't, you know, living my truest self. And in hindsight, I, I wish I was a lot easier on myself because, you know, whenever people ask us for advice now when they're gonna start a wellness company and, you know, they ask us, should we just dive right in? I'm always like, no, um, you should keep your financial wellness intact because it's a good part of, you know, your overall, your overall self and your health and well-being. So, um, my corporate job really supported us from 2009 to 2013. Um, let us grow the business organically, experiment and find what worked and really find our voice, uh, before we were able to monetize the business in 2013. So it, it took really four years until we were able to, um, you know, monetize the business and, and make some money. And then at that point, I decided to take a drastic, huge pay cut, huge. And (laughs) you can start out as an intern. (laughs) Yeah. I I actually started off as an unpaid intern. Oh my gosh. Within a couple months, I I earned my way to a salary. Wow. So you dove in because it was what you were passionate about and that's what you wanted to spend your time doing. Yeah. But, you know, we definitely had to wait until there was, you know, signs from the business that it was going to be able to to work financially. Um, And I think if I had joined too early, it could have been really tough on our marriage. Yes. (laughs) You know, having one stable paycheck from an Amazon where you're pretty sure they're not going out of business anytime soon. um, Let us take the time to, to grow the business in a way that was a more methodical and thoughtful. Yeah. That makes sense. That's awesome. That brings me to one of my next big questions, which is working together as a couple. I'm so fascinated by that and always really interested in how you really create boundaries so that when you're home, you're not always talking about that work. Me. Oh, I know. I Trust me. <laughs> I don't have any boundaries in my life either. So <laughs> it is like, I know that you guys have been traveling and that was probably for work and personal. So how do you strike just that? Work. <laughs> yeah, just work. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah. I, I think it, it's, it's hard and you know, we are so passionate about what we do and work and life really are one. Some of our closest friends in this world are my buddy green contributors and class instructors. And we love what we do. And we're, we're just so passionate. So it's hard to turn it off. We have to work at turning it off. And there definitely are certain times where I want to turn it off or Colleen wants to turn it off and the other person doesn't. So like sometimes we have to work through that. It is a work in progress. I think we we are better at it than we were maybe a year or two ago. Uh, and I also think that having 
a daughter helps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I bet. Birth of our child, I think, puts things in perspective, perspective. and that gives us something else to, to talk about to some degree. Yeah, uh, I, I think <laughs> I think Ellie, you know, really defines, you know, what's our purpose, you know, first and foremost, it's her. Um, and you know, it can put all of these things in perspective when you have what you think is a bad day in the wellness world and you come home, you know, to this child that is just so, so full of love, um, you know, that it puts perspective on what, what's really important. The other thing in my life that's, you know, really critical to me is maintaining connections with female friends. Um, whether it's, you know, female founders who are also starting their own businesses and, you know, when people can get real and take it, you know, beyond the glamorized look of social media and just kind of have those conversations when you know, you want to talk or whether it's about, you know, the, the struggle of balancing work, entrepreneurship, being a wife and being a mother, um, you know, the, those women that you can just have those real conversations with are, are moments I really cherish and kind of help me navigate. And I also add our skill sets are quite complementary. We work differently. And I think we are unique, even though there are a lot of husband and wife, there are a lot of couples and, and partner teams, specifically in wellness. I think it is because so many people are passionate about this. We, we, we do work well together. Uh, we've had third parties like our largest investor tell us that because <laughs> sometimes it always it doesn't work. And I think it, it's it's a it's a risk. We've we've seen it go the other way with a lot of people. So and when it, it goes wrong, it's, it's not just bad for the business, right. but it's you know, it's bad for the relationship and, and bad for for, bad for, for life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As we were making this decision, we talked to a lot of our, you know, kind of partner couples, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you should do it." And then after we pu- after we went all in, they were like, "So it's really hard." And here's everything we didn't tell you. <laughs> oh my uh, god, I bet. So we try to be transparent with, like, you know, it's a, it's always a work in progress. It works for us, but we wouldn't necessarily recommend it to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that you both have different strengths and weaknesses within the business? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, what would be some of your, each of your strengths? Silence. (laughs) I know. It's a hard question to answer. I think it's probably easier for us to talk about each other's strengths. Yeah, um, that's fun. We're we're a little bit modest. So, you know, Jason is the visionary behind Mind Body Green. You know, his definition of wellness, um, you know, in 2009 when we launched the site was very futurist and that no one was talking about wellness in that way. He is a futurist in the way in which he looks at trends. Um, you know, we've one of the things that we've really prided ourselves on at MBG is that we break topics before they go mainstream. So we were talking about the microbiome like four years ago, and now it's kind of become something that people really care about and gut health. But you know, Jason's really been a lot of the force behind that, and and not just in terms of topics, but I think also in terms of finding talent. He's like a great incubator, and you know, a lot of people will reach out to him to connect, and you know, through that, he's really helped people create careers and, and brands for themselves within the wellness space and help put people on the map in a way that gives them credibility and integrity. Oh, wow, you're so sweet. Thanks. <laughs> Colleen, I think, is the engine and the inspiration in a lot of ways. Colleen keeps me grounded. Um, I tend to think big and sometimes need the, the grounding and the reality check of, wait, what are you doing? Why? What? Stop. Um, <laughs> And is, you know, the the driving force beyond, you know, I think with creative and a lot of editorial direction and obviously sales and revenue, which which obviously, you know, we, we are revenue is important for a company that is independent, wants to remain independent and, and grow in a way that's smart and organic versus forced um, and inauthentic. And so Colleen is so good at, at at building relationships with our brand partners and 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 driving revenue and also you know the same way like identifying people in our community who are great and we should work with and building relationships and and she, she's she's good at everything that i think very kind <laughs> well you are <laughs> and, and you you know you, you're such a good check 
I think there's a good check on me. I have a good check on well, you too. What, that same way of thinking big and knowing when to. Yeah, yeah. This isn't really related to our skill sets, but you know, when you are husband and wife, like I think with the CEO, sometimes people may be careful about, you know the feedback that they give him, or if he presents an idea, it's like, oh, well, I can't shoot it down because it came from Jason. But when you're the wife, you know, it's just like, no, that's stupid. Or, you know, you you kind of respond first as the wife and not correct business context. So there's just like an honest and open dialogue that you... mutual respect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. I'm nervous. If I'm nervous, he's nervous type of thing. (laughs) And if we're excited, we're probably both excited. (laughs) I well, love that. Colleen's nervous. I'm not nervous. <laughs> well, that's a lot of times. <laughs> it's cool to hear you guys talk about each other in that way. And yeah, it sounds like you're the perfect balance, really. And you both have bring so much to the table, which is awesome. And as far as... So something that you guys on Mind Body Green talk a lot about, write a lot about is wellness trends. I've learned about so many wellness trends, trends, kind of like you said, how you guys will write about something or talk about something before it's gone mainstream or before I have even heard of it. So what are some of your personal favorite, each of you, wellness trends right now? What I'm really excited about, and I I don't even know if we'd call this a trend, is just I think that there is a large shift of consciousness that is sweeping over the country and, and the world. And when we've kind of looked at the evolution of wellness, it's been a very self centric. Um, type of pursuit. And what we're excited about, or I'm excited about now, is that once you kind of figure out your stuff, um, it's time to move on to something bigger and looking for that bigger purpose. And we see our community start thinking about first the larger community around them and then the planet and that there's something a lot bigger than ourselves just, just going on. So while there's a little bit of I'm going to use the word narcissism going on in wellness right now. I think there's also a movement of looking at a much bigger purpose and connection and planet, which is really exciting to me. Yeah, I would agree. I would say this idea that it's not just you, you know, you have to get yourself straight first, but this is much bigger than you. It's much bigger than me. It's about this this greater mission, you know, whether those are spiritual connotations, as we are all connected, you know, spiritual beings and, and living in human bodies or connected to the environment and what's going on with the planet right now. We're just really we really want to big bring the conversation to an elevated place that we're in this together. And this this movement really is a movement. We need to really, really make some serious change um, with regards to our communities and 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 where we live on this planet. I think we we, uh, we, we did a survey recently where like ninety percent of our readers were concerned were like deeply concerned. deeply deeply concerned about our planet. We're my buddy green. It is all connected. and we're, it's something we're just really passionate about, and we think, you know the the time is right to start elevating the conversation and the community to focus on that. So that that's I think a larger trend, but it's something we're really excited about. Yeah. Well, you guys really do have the perfect platform to talk about it because you are mind, body, green. So you link it all together, even for the people who come to the website to look for the more personal, maybe maybe more narcissistic wellness trends and topics for themselves. They can learn more about everything else while they're there. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you got to always, you look, it's a journey. And and we like that word a lot, journey. And we use it a lot. It's a good word. And it's not a straight line. It's not a straight line. (laughs) There are zigzags and you're going to, you know, you're going to get off the bus sometimes and and that's okay. And and you get on the bus and, and you're back on and there's always going to be a focus on you. That's never going to go away. But at the same time, I think you do get to an elevated place where, okay, I've got, I may, I may get on and off the bus sometimes, but I, I sort of know what you is. 
and then it's time to to still focus on you and not neglect you, but but focus on your community, your family, and then and our connected or interconnectedness to the planet and to the people around us. And I think a lot of people are ready for that, and that's really important for the world right now. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people are ready for that, especially with everything going on. People are just really desperately seeking, I think, ways to contribute and give back and make the world feel like a safer place. So it's amazing that you guys can provide that platform for people to go and learn more. And I think for me, something that has kind of brought me to that point has been having more of a spiritual practice. Last time I saw you guys, I was telling you how I was getting into Kundalini and meditation and really learning a lot more about just tapping into the universe and feeling a little bit more universally connected with these wellness practices that we all have like yoga and everything else, but taking it deeper. So I know that you, Jason, are into meditation and Colleen, you I'm sure are also. So what would be some tips for people listening on how to develop a mindful practice in their life? I think it's starting with something that you can actually do. So um, you're starting with goals that are things that can be easily incorporated into your your life. And I think that just resonates for me so much right now because I used to be the type of person that would be able to go to a yoga class for 90 minutes after work. Um, that's not in my plan these days. <laughs> um, I'm coming back to um, relieve our nanny and, and to take care of my daughter. So, you know, finding those times, um, you know, you, you have to be a little bit more strategic. So for me, it's taking, you know, a uh, 20 minutes in the morning when I can put Ellie on me and meditate with her. Um, cause I definitely don't want to shortchange any of my time with her in the mornings, um, or doing it right before bed with her, um, where she's with us and, you know, we're able to spend time with her in a way that's mindful, um, and thoughtful right when we wake up or right when we go to bed. Yeah. I agree with Colleen. I think you have to find what works for you. You know, I love the line. I think it was Tim Ferriss. The the best exercise is the one you actually do. I, I think that applies to mindfulness practice. And and so find what works. Find you know, experiment. Try all the various forms of meditation and figure out what you like and what resonates. Then find time to do it and find time to fit it in your life. If you know you work a crazy job where you're working you know eighty hours a week, are you going to be able to do a practice that that calls for you to meditate for an hour a day probably not but maybe then a shorter mindfulness practice will work for you but find what works and fit it into your life so it becomes a lifestyle and not something you start and stop uh, i'm a big believer in lifestyle and a big believer that there's no one size fits all approach to wellness so find what works for you and and do it as long as it works for you and when it doesn't try something else we evolve as human beings. Our needs evolve. To Colleen's point, like I used to do public yoga classes like every day in New York like City. It's like so extravagant right yeah, now. Like, <laughs> what were we doing with all that free time? Every day, start, as my buddy Green started to grow, became like once a week and then once a month. And I was like, what the hell happened to my practice? And, and then I came to the realization, like, it's just not in the cards for me. What is in the cards is meditation daily and I do yoga on the weekends at home for 15 to 20 minutes and I walk a lot and I'll do weights and, and sit-ups and push-ups and that works and I stick with it and I do it and I feel good and so that works for me for now and we'll see what it looks like in the future but for right now that works and fits in with my lifestyle so it's, it's all good in my book <laughs> yeah i couldn't agree more i think everybody has to find what works for them or else it's just not gonna happen and i have yeah i've definitely experienced uh, you have experienced that <laughs> yeah oh my god i've experienced that to the to the extreme and trying to make something work for you that just simply isn't right for your body or right for the amount of time that you do or do not have is just not the healthiest approach so i totally agree with you on 
the note of lifestyle. It really is a lifestyle. And you guys do live the ultimate mind, body, green health lifestyle, which is awesome. So something that we definitely should talk about is your book, Jason Wealth, which I loved. It was such a fantastic book all about kind of your wellness journey and then giving really practical tips for people on how to live their healthiest wellness-minded life without being too extreme. So maybe you could tell everybody listening a little bit about the journey. I know you guys love the journey um, toward writing that book. Still on the journey. Yes, (laughs) always on the journey. So the idea with the book First of all, it wasn't my idea, actually. It was a... I wrote a blog post two and a half years ago. No, three and a half years ago on my 39th birthday. 39 life lessons I've learned in 39 years. It was a very like... I woke up that day on my birthday and decided to write the post. It was very like stream of consciousness. And not to say I didn't spend like three hours on it, but but (laughs) cut it up there. And the post did extraordinarily well. And a literary agent read the post on My Buddy Green and reached out and said, sent an email to the the general inbox of My Buddy Green and said, you know, I read the post, I'm a literary agent, and I'd like to talk to Jason about turning this into a book. And I didn't even reply. I said to myself, I'm not naive to this. I have all these friends who've written books. Like, this isn't a book. It's a blog post. I don't have the time for this. So I, I didn't reply. And then a couple of weeks later, she sent a package to the office with a couple books and a handwritten letter, once again, introducing herself. And then also saying, I, I think you should read this, this one book. I think you could do something similar in structure and in format. And I was traveling the next day. And so I brought the book with me and I read the book and I was like, Oh my God, like I know what she's saying. I think maybe I can do this. And then she convinced me because then my next problem was, well, I don't have time. I barely have enough time <laughs> to like do anything. Like, how am I going to have time to write a book? And she convinced me to take it on. And, and I decided to write the book. I still travel a lot, unfortunately. So I found time. Every time I flew, I did not do the in-flight Wi-Fi. And I wrote and I would wake up really early on some days, like 4 or 5 a.m. and write. And I basically wrote the book over the course of four to five months, the summer of 2014, 2015? 2015. 2015. No, 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 2014. I wrote it over 2014, so it came out in 2016. Uh-huh. And the idea was to share, I, I think, what I've seen that, you know, I, I am a normal guy. Like I am remor- remarkably unremarkable to some degree in that, like I'm the exception of being six foot seven, like I'm a normal guy. <laughs> I have been on this journey and I wanted to, with the book, it was this idea, you know, I went through a period in my twenties where I was sort of searching and I've spent like thousands of dollars in Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and I feel like I, I wanted to write the book that, I wish I had back then when I was searching that sort of covered everything to some degree, like a nice primer on, on what it really meant to live an abundant life with an evolved definition. And hence like the play on words like wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H, and this idea of redefining abundance. And so that was the inspiration and do that through this format of prescriptive memoir where it was a memoir where I shared a lot of my personal stories and and wanted to overshare to some degree and be really vulnerable to let people know that I'm not perfect. And I've made a shitload of mistakes and done a lot of dumb things. Cause I think within wellness, there is a tendency sometimes just to like share the shiny, happy, glowy, bright stuff. But it is a journey and really wanted to, to share that and let people know, like, I'm not perfect and, that, and that's okay. And I've made a lot of mistakes. And at the same time, offer people like simple tips of things they could do to, to live a quote unquote wealthier life. And so that was, that was the idea to, to write the book that I wish I had 
where if I'm if I'm new on this journey or if I'm at a crossroads in life, I could pick that I could pick up this book and get something out of it and maybe have a little more clarity. Yeah. I love hearing that it came from a blog post. Just a <laughs> blog post that popped into your head one morning. That's amazing. It's it's, it's actually been a times. place, yeah, <laughs> where we've become this incubator for people to workshop books and ideas and thoughts because you'll get, you know, feedback on Twitter and Facebook of what's resonating with people and they've um, been able to take thoughts and turn them into to books in a really cool way. Yeah, I believe that. I that makes sense with different articles I've written and contributed for Mind Body Green. I can definitely see what people are the most interested in and what they want to hear more about, which surprisingly, which is something that I'm not very good at, but I wrote about anyway, which is <laughs> trying to be more of a minimalist with my wardrobe and my lifestyle. That one gangbusters that post. You yes. really struck a chord. Oh my gosh. I get emails every week still. People asking about how can I how can I be more minimalist? And I mean, I'm still searching for the answer myself <laughs> because I just simply just can't can't cut down as much as I want to, but I'm trying and I really do find that getting rid of the clutter really does open up my mind so much more. So maybe if I dedicate myself to writing another piece about it, I can actually go through another purge of my stuff because that would be great. Yeah, we're, we're in. And I think everyone's just looking for ways to simplify their lives. And that post uh, was one tool to do it. Yeah, it's so true. Simplifying is key, but that's amazing. And then you wrote your book on planes a lot, which I think. I think a lot of people, if anybody listening has written a book or has thought about writing a book, can relate to that because there's something about being in the air away from distractions, away from Wi-Fi that really just enables you to get a lot done as far as writing goes. It can be if you can decide to turn off the Wi-Fi. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And if you have the energy and aren't distracted by the people around you. But yeah, I think I wrote almost all of Breaking Vegan um, on a plane too. You can do a lot in travel. You really can. It's just finding the time. Yeah, no, it's so true. So I know that you guys always have really good restaurant recommendations, especially healthy restaurant recommendations in New York. So even though you probably haven't been able to frequent them very much lately with being new parents and having so much on your plate. What are some of your favorite go-to restaurants in New York? I'll let you start. Yeah. So like so, some of the staples, um, you know, that are easy um, go-to healthy foods for our, for me are amazing Australian places. So Bluestone Lane, there's one right by our office. Um, it's a great place to get an avocado toast or a market bowl. And then I love all of the two-hand restaurants, um, a little fancier in Tribeca, where they have um, a great bowl with lots of green vegetables. And then if you're looking for something a little bit more fun, the acai bowl and banana bread at um, their Lower East Side location is pretty, pretty amazing. Um, and then if we're going fancy pants, um, I love the new Jean-Georges restaurant, ABCV, for breakfasts. Um, they have gluten-free pancakes that are pretty much to die for. There's some amazing egg combinations. Their take on acai bowls and juices that come from a juicero. So it makes breakfast a little bit more of an experience. Yeah, it's staple for me too. In our neighborhood in, in Dumbo, where we live and work, there's a Westville, which always has great vegetables. Uh, there's also Gran Electrica, which is a great Mexican restaurant. I'm a, I love avocados. Like I eat me and guacamole are dangerous. So like <laughs> having really great guacamole and like great farm to table uh, Mexican is just like and a great margarita with mezcal because mez mezcal is trending and I really like yeah, it is. that. That's just so great for me. So like we love Grand Electrica and, and Colleen hit it. Like a lot of our favorite places are those Australian cafes that are, that are just really great and casual and they have, they have great food. The other place we went to actually, we went to Saxon and Pearl. Yeah. Who, who are friends own the restaurant in Manhattan. Um, which is pretty great because they have like a lot of great like farm the table options. 
and we tried, I tried the Impossible Foods Burger there. Oh, yeah. What did you think? Quite interesting. It was good, but I think it, it, it was really, it was, it was good, but I think I'd rather have grass-fed beef. <laughs> I felt that way too. You know, I think if I'm a vegan, fantastic, but I'm not. At the end of the day, I still, you know, I think eat food, not too much, mostly plants. Mm -hmm. So I would, and I am not a nutritionist and I'm not a doctor, but I, I lean toward eating real whole foods rather than fake foods. With that being said, like probably shouldn't have burgers every day, even if they are grass fed and, and they've got, you know, even if they're the healthiest grass fed burger, you know, no bun and, and, and healthy fats and kale on top, probably not the best idea to have that every day. And so, but it was really good and it's a great farm the table restaurant when we go to Manhattan. It's a nice, nice treat. Yeah, I haven't been there. I've definitely been to the Australian cafes that you mentioned. I think it was you guys who recommended Two Hands when I was in town with my mom and we went there and fell in love with it. Now I go every time I'm in town in Bluestone Lane. I walked to from Mind Body Green last time I was at your office. It's so good. It's awesome that it's so close. And sweet, and sweet Green, we love, and they're actually coming downstairs from our office, which is going to be very dangerous. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they're going to be in the same building? Yeah. Literally downstairs. That's like we have, amazing. They're, like they're in the same, different address, but the same building. Oh my God. I'm sure you guys are going to be there all the time. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's so exciting. I love Sweet Green. So... We have a couple minutes left. I just have a couple little fun questions for you guys. But before those, well, this one's fun too. But what are you the most excited about right now? Could be mind, body, green wise, personal, anything. I'll let you start. Well, besides the four month birthday yeah, of Ellie, of course, <laughs> which we'll be celebrating later tonight, um, I'm really excited about Revitalize. Um, so, and I'm so excited you're going to be coming this year. Me too. Um, no panchakarmas at the same time. Phew. Uh, <laughs> we bring together uh, 250 people from the Mind Body Green community. Um, you know, people who are influential in the space, whether it's doctors, nutritionists, Olympians, athletes, celebrities, and we go to a very spiritual place outside of Arizona um, or in Arizona, outside of Tucson. And everyone is just so present because it's not like if you're hopping into New York or LA where it's like, oh, I got to do this appointment and then I got these meetings and I'll see you, you know, in between. Everyone is fully there for the full weekend and it's three days of content, community and experiences. And it's all focused on how we can revitalize the way we eat, move and live. And I just think it's such a pertinent topic this year um, that I'm... Um, so so excited about and uh it's just about 120 days away coming up yeah i would i would agree that's the most exciting thing it, it's it's one of the best things we do and it's our fourth revitalize which is amazing we only do it once a year and so year number four uh we've come so far and we think it's going to blow away any other revitalize some of the things we have in store for attendees who will who will be there on site and then some of our viewers at home like it's just going to be amazing so we're really really excited that's so exciting well i'm so glad that i'm going to be able to attend this year last year i remember watching so much of it on social media and on the website and just really wishing that i could have gotten on a plane right after that <laughs> ayurvedic treatment but this year this year it's happening so something i ask everybody who comes on this podcast and this is this question could be a little out there but it's fun to see what people come up with if you were a color like if a color represented your energy is there a color that you feel that you would be we're going through a color exercise at work, so this may uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it fits right in. Yeah. Yes and no, depending on well, which yeah, way depending on which way you go. But like, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about is you know that there's so many different you know rays of light in uh, in a sunset, and 
I really respond to like the blues and the purples that bring me into more of a celestial state of mind. So I'd go with purple. And I would go with the, with that being said, we are talking a lot about the sun and, and bringing light into people's worlds. And so I would, I would go with the sunrise over the sunset. So I would go with a little bit more of the, the orange. Yeah. I love how those both correspond to the sun in different, in totally different ways. As you can tell, we've been talking a lot about this. I'm so glad that you have been because sometimes... You have no idea. Oh my gosh. So I want to hear more about this color exercise. Is this something everybody in the office is doing? No. So we have one of the other exciting things. You're getting a scoop here. You're you're getting a scoop, actually. (laughs) We are unveiling a rebrand and redesign right before Revitalize. And so we are just taking up creative. What we think our creative is, is really great, but we're really taking it up to a whole other level. And so we've, we've done a deep dive with an external agency who's like a world-class award-winning agency. And so we'll be unveiling a, a new brand and a whole new look. Yeah, and it's all around the idea of conscious design. So, you know, it's been a really thoughtful process of thinking about every element and, you know, why why does it need to exist? Stay tuned. Oh my God, that is so exciting. Yeah, I love that. Everybody listening has got to come and check that out. Come, what, September-ish? That's when Revitalize is. That's amazing. Well, I can't wait to see what colors the site is <laughs> has all over the place. <laughs> Purple and orange <laughs> and, and some different variations. That's that's so cool. Um, and finally, because this is the Soul on Fire podcast, what would be your top tips to people listening who are looking to set their souls on fire? I think do, do some some introspective work and really try to find what works for you, what uh, excites you, what you love doing. And and sometimes you have to do some exploration there. And, and sometimes that's not something you can discover about yourself overnight. Sometimes, sometimes it takes years. Like for me, it took years. Like we're talking like, I love my money green. I love what I do. But I left Wall Street in 04. I didn't launch my money green to 2009. It wasn't clear it was going to be successful until 2013. That's a long, we're talking <laughs> nine years. Like, yeah, that's a long time. I, like I moved home, like I was broke at a certain point. It's, a whole, it's all in the book. <laughs> uh, but you have to go on that journey, be willing to put one foot in front of the other and just have faith that you're going to end up in the right place. And sometimes you don't know where that place is going to be, but you just have to take that first step and put, one foot in front of the other and just keep on going and it's that blend of 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 work ethic and working and 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 really putting in the work and at the same time having that faith that things will work out and i think if you combine those two things you know you, you will you will be successful in whatever you choose to do yeah and uh I think it's Steve Jobs who had that line that you couldn't connect the dots looking looking backward, only looking forward. I, I just messed that up. Yeah, the other way. <laughs> um, but, you know, as you are on that journey, there's so many things and experiences and people and connections that you're making. And you may not be able to connect the dots at that time, but it's so cool. Um, you know, when now I'm working with people from my old corporate world. And I'm like, Oh, I see why I was supposed to have that experience. Or when we're going through something at work and there's something really similar from a previous life that I went through, I think it can be hard to find the meaning and the purpose sometimes when you're early on in the journey, but to just keep faith that it is all interconnected and you're going to be able to understand how it all flows through once uh, you get a little bit farther along in the journey. Those are amazing tips. I'm so glad that those are recorded here for all of us to listen to again and again because those are those are really practical. Instead of, you know, just kind of a lot of people probably look at Mind Body Green and what you guys have done and just think 
I could never create something like that or, you know, all different sorts of things. But it's true. Things take time and you do learn from every experience. So that's amazing advice. Well, thank, thank you. you. Yes. So on the journey. Yeah. So on one step in front of the other. <laughs> Soul on Fire journey never stops. Well, thank you guys for taking the time out of your very full lives and your daughter's four-month birthday <laughs> to be here with me because this is this is exciting. It's I'm so excited to have had you guys on. It's well, such a such a pleasure to be here, and we love how you are inspiring so so many women every day. So keep on doing what you're doing. Well, thank, thank you. you. It is an honor. Oh, yeah. So I, everyone listening, I guess they know where they can find you. Mindbodygreen.com. Pretty simple, <laughs> pretty easy. And you guys have your personal social media, but you really don't direct <laughs> direct people there, do you? Sometimes. I'm having fun with it. I'm learning. I'm, I'm having fun with Instagram stories right now. <laughs> oh, you are? Okay. So tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram. At Jason Wacob and Colleen is at Colleen Wacob. Okay, so it's all pretty, pretty simple. And we'll put this in the show notes too so that people can find you and see what you guys are up to behind the scenes. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Yes, thank you. Have an amazing night, guys. <laughs>